Martin. Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. Meteorologist Ed Russo here. Hey there, it's meteorologist Tom Russell on this end. Uh, always great to catch up with you, Ed. And it's nice uh, to uh, kind of go over some things that we don't always get to on TV, right? Yeah, yeah. We, um, we can go off on tangents and <laughs> talk about stuff that's not related to weather. Everything is fair Everything. game. Everything is yes. fair game. Very good. Uh, so here we are in uh, the first week of May. May has uh, kind of continued where April left off. You know, April was a little bit below average. We had uh, ample amounts of rain. We we're kind of right on average for, for pre uh, precipitation. So that's the kind of way we've started here. So as we record this, we have this big system sitting right over the mid-Atlantic, everybody getting wet across the Commonwealth and into Maryland and down to Virginia. And this is almost like a tropical system, wouldn't you say? Yeah, this is definitely a, a, a super soaker. Uh, that's that's coming through. I mean, this this thing has a lot of rain with it. A lot of rain. You know, it's pretty rare that we get into a 24 to 36 hours steady rain, but that's basically where we are. Um, so the good news is, as we've gone through springtime thus far, we've avoided the severe weather stuff. Uh, we've had ample amounts of rain, and that's good as we head into the warmer, drier months that we're not worried about drought or anything like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think I'd say Steve might have dropped the statistic the other day. We were only a little bit below average, maybe around 45 hundredths of an inch or three quarters of an inch. For the whole year, you mean? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. much. No, so we're, we're, we're good. Yeah, we're, we're pretty much right there. And um, this is definitely going to make it very, very lush. Yes. It's, well, it's that's rain. the problem. That's the downside. I'm cutting the lawn every two days, it seems. Yep. And uh, it, it, I didn't get a chance to do it before this system moved in because I was doing the mulch and the other stuff. Now I know as soon as the sun hits this, as we come out of this on Mother's Day or the week ahead, it's just going to be crazy. That thing is just going to take off. It's going to be like a jungle. <laughs> if we cut in every day, it's awful. But, you know, it's at awful. least at least it gets it, it gets rid of some of the pollen that's been flying. Yeah, that's true. That, I know some people who have been really suffering with the allergies. Good point. Good um, point. So that's that, that's always a good thing with a nice rain. I mean, a thunderstorm will do it, too. But this is just widespread rain and and it's really good because a lot of the stuff has already bloomed right so i wouldn't right. think that we're going to get a whole lot of uh i don't think we're going to get that that real big uh that really big uh bloom of of allergies since a lot of stuff's already bloomed let's so. hope let's mm -hmm. hope all right, well, let's look ahead as we talk about the rest of uh, May here. You and I had talked this week and thinking maybe that we're past the cold stuff. This, this system sitting over us now, holding us in the 50s, maybe the last time we have to deal with well below average temperatures and, until fall. Yeah, so this is, I think this is the final exit door of the cold. Now, you know, sometimes you, during spring, it feels like you're, you're warming up and then no more cold and then the cold comes back. Well, no, I think, <laughs> I think this is well, like the final it seems that way. Yeah, it's been it's been a late one coming. A lot of people complaining. Oh, I got to cover my plants again, and I had to deal with the the cold and whatnot. So it's it's been a long time coming. But how many times have we said it on the podcast here? You got to wait till Mother's Day before you plant anything. And that's, that's exactly what's happening yep. right on schedule. 
Yep, it sure is. So remember that, you know, people will forget and you'll get those days in the 70s in March and nice days in April and they'll forget and they'll do it again next year. <laughs> um, so looking ahead, uh, it looks like we finally kick into uh, what we call either a Bermuda high or a big ridge as we warm things up for the middle of May. You see that too? Yeah, yeah. So we should be getting consistent highs in the 70s. I think we're going to see our first even I, I think I could see our first stretch of 80s, like three days or more by the end of the month. Well, I did that stat on TV this week. We had not reached 80 officially. Right. We've at been the- at 79 a couple of times, but we had not reached 80. So that'll finally come here, I think, for the middle of the month. Yeah, right at the airport on the water. On the Susquehanna. Right. That, that definitely affects it. So as we slide through the, the rest of May, you're going to get the same complaints. And this is one of my pet peeves, Ed. So put up with me here. I'm going to get it out. They're going to say, we had no spring. We went right to the 80s and 90s, and it's so hot. We've actually had a pretty decent spring. Would you not agree? Yeah, I think we've had plenty of really nice days. It just hasn't been consistent. So it just feels like you're taking three steps backwards when you fall back into the 50s, especially like this system, when we'll barely crack the low 50s tomorrow. Right. You know, it's just people feel like we've had a day, a lot of days like that, but we have had a really nice spring. We have, we have, we had days in the seventies in March. I think we had five or six days. Uh, You know, April had its share of rain, but it also had its share of really nice stuff in between where, you know, it wasn't humid yet. And uh, you know, things are starting to bloom. We've had some really nice days. So yeah, that's definitely a pet peeve of mine where we went right to summertime. No, we didn't. (laughs) And here are the day. I should just have a, a list of days in my wallet that I just pull out and go, look, these are the days where it was nice well you know what i i think it is too i think people will say the same thing no matter what (laughs) no matter what happened that is true there are these certain phrases that people will say yeah especially in weather oh especially in weather because you know it's it's just how people are I totally agree. It is it is human nature. Uh, so once we finish out May, we hit June the 1st, then we're into hurricane season. That's when it officially starts. But let's talk about this system that we have right now, because by the time folks listen to this podcast, that same little low pressure that caused all the rain, uh, it's what we call retrogrades. It kind of comes back along the southeast coast and hugs the coast, but then it may want to mess up the next weekend for a lot of the mid-Atlantic too. Have you seen that kind of do this? Loop yeah. Loop? Yeah. And that, that can really cause headaches in terms of the forecast. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the, you know, that's the only, I, I know we said we're going to be permanent. It looks like we're going to be permanently warm after this, but there is a wild card chance that if that thing gets too close, we could get, well, a wind off the ocean Right. And if we get clouds coupled with that, we might get a couple cool days out of it. Yep. Depending that's on how that, how that thing spins. So uh, that's a little bit of a wild card over the mm-hmm. next, I'd say, week. Yeah, week to, to maybe 10 days. Uh, I bring that up in the context of hurricane season because the last couple of years, we've actually had named storms before the official start of hurricane season, June 1st. So this kind of setup could produce either a subtropical storm or a named tropical storm, you know, as it, as it hugs the Southeast coast, what do you think the chances of that are? Yeah. I I mean, anything with a spin that's going to be going over warmer water like that. I mean, keep in mind the Gulf streams right off the Southeast coast. So there's even during the winter, the all the water's always warm there, right? It's always warm. So um, yeah, that's something to watch Has NHC put out a, like a area of interest 
I have not looked at that, but that uh, would be something uh, to check. Um, so let's launch into hurricane season real quick. Our friends at uh, Colorado State put out their 2022 uh, prediction. Uh, everybody leaning toward another above average season. They're going for 13 to 16 named storms. Of those, six to eight will become hurricanes. And of those two to three major hurricanes. So what we're looking at is another La Nina uh, fueled kind of situation, which would favor Atlantic uh, hurricanes uh, developing and perhaps landfalling too. Yeah, this is this is like the third summer in a row of La Nina. Mm-hmm. The third or fourth. I mean, yeah, yeah. So a typical La Nina, you get you know relaxed wind shear over the Atlantic, which allows these storms to grow without wind ripping them apart. So that's like the classic, one of the classic yeah. uh, characteristics of a La Nina. And we've had one almost every single year for the past three. That's why we haven't really had like a bonkers winter. Um, also, because you don't really get a big winter around here with right. La Nina either. So, right. Right. We were what uh, half of average snowfall this year. So yeah, uh, definitely behind that way. Uh, and I'm looking at some of the names coming our way. Hurricane wise, uh, Alex, Bonnie, Colin, Danielle. That's where we're headed. The first four. Danielle. What about uh, E? E is not Ed. It's Earl. How'd you know I was thinking it might be? Because <laughs> I know you're, you're greedy. You wanted that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Alex, Bonnie, and Colin will be the first ones out the gate here uh, this year. So let's hope we don't go through as many as last year. Yeah, but all, all signs point to, you know, I, I think we're at least going to get probably towards the end of the alphabet. Yeah, it definitely. And especially the way that uh, you and I have been talking, how they name things. They name things that are subtropical and uh, they seem to pretty much go through the the list. Yeah, yeah, and especially over the past few years, you know, it's like you get a name, you get a name, you get a name. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel that way, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. Sometimes. All right, May hurricane season. Uh, I guess the one thing we should touch on, uh, I mentioned it earlier, we haven't seen a whole lot of severe weather. By this time last year, April and May, we had already seen tornado warnings. We had seen severe thunderstorm uh activity so do you think that's coming later or are we going to bypass it this year yeah i definitely think uh again you know we're warming up in may um may we're still overall in a pretty active pattern um may and june are our most active months so barring we you know we even we have a quiet march in april the still like the defining two months of severe weather around here is may and june and we've just started may so i think we have a while to go yet yeah, and, and I lots think, of potential there. Well, you know, last year seemed really long to me because we got an early start. Like I said, by April, we were rocking and rolling. And then it, we were still doing it in August, if I remember, as yep. far as uh, severe weather. So that's a little unusual. Usually the heart of severe season for us is late May through June, and it starts to taper by mid-July. Um, so I, I kind of feel we're just now approaching the, our peak or our uh, the heart of our severe weather season. So it's a good time to remind folks to be ready, yep. uh, not, you know, have a plan. Uh, know what to do. Make sure everybody in the house knows what to do. We just did our severe weather week what, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and you did a cool story about uh, taking your dogs and making sure they're safe. So that they're when, your dogs. <laughs> well, that's right. They were my dogs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, making sure they're safe so that when the time comes, all you do is worry about you and and, and your loved ones. Yeah, you know, I got to tell you, historically, if you look at the last week of May mm -hmm. and you look at the first week of June. 
so many of Pennsylvania's big events, severe weather events are in that two week stretch. Wait, what are you talking about? The middle of May to what? Last week of May and last first week of June. Just okay. there's just a handful of memorable historic outbreaks mm-hmm. um, in that um, in that time frame. Uh, June June '98, and right. then obviously 1985. That was the biggie. That yeah, was, that that was definitely the biggie. That was huge. That was huge. Um, okay, so severe weather season is coming up. The other thing that's coming up uh, is the 50th anniversary of Hurricane Agnes. Which, if you look over the last, you know, century, that was probably the the biggest life altering thing to Central Pennsylvania, other than Three Mile Island. Would you say? Yeah. So you're looking at what well, when that happened in June, right? Which one? June of seventy uh, two, right? June of seventy two. The fiftieth anniversary. Yeah. So, um, when we talk about storms being retired, right? You know, Hurricane Andrew retired. Yep. Uh, uh, Katrina retired. Uh, Michael retired just because we want to reference a storm that brought so much damage and destruction. And it's, it's, you know, it's how we keep a climate database so we can easily, right. So we don't get confused. Right. You know, and storms that don't do much typically don't get retired. Correct. So Agnes was retired by the sheer damage it inflicted on Pennsylvania alone. Right. So had the damage not that had what happened in Pennsylvania not occurred, Agnes probably would have not been retired. And the funny thing is Agnes was only a category one hurricane. Right, right. It was all about how much rain fell. So, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, a cat four or five to be an issue for us. It just has to drop a lot of rainfall. Mm -hmm. I know so many people in York that were just pumping their basements. Oh, yeah. You know, and, you know, York sits in kind of a bowl. Right. So a lot of the, um, if you can visualize, you know, you're coming from, uh, Dallas town and spry and you go start going down the hill towards downtown York. I mean, yeah, you know, all sides, the water just kind of, people get a lot of flooded basements definitely in parts definitely. of downtown York. And then you got, you know, spots like Marietta over in Lancaster County near the Susquehanna where there's high water marks from the event, which right. With, well, with, with weather history, it's very, Marietta is a very interesting place to go. For that reason, the, the other side of uh, Hurricane Agnes, and we're going to do some stories that delve into this a little bit when it gets closer. Um, it really changed the, the socioeconomic makeup of the city of Harrisburg. And, and by that, I mean, a lot of people got fed up with flooding once and for all and fled Harrisburg for the suburbs. And it really changed uh, dramatically the makeup of Harrisburg City. And, and even other cities like Wilkesbury and all where people just they, they'd had enough of the flooding and dealing with it and they fled the city once and for all. So it really changed things socioeconomically. Yeah. And that was then that, that was like the king of all floods. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I, I'm curious how Cameron Street looked during <laughs> Agnes, because I mean, I know how I know how it gets. Yeah. It now it gets quick, that way in a thunderstorm, you know, right. A quick one to two inches of rain. But parts of the area got over 15 right yeah there's some pretty impressive pictures of of agnes and uh if you go by some of the the buildings there's one that always stands out not off of not far off of cameron street if you've ever been in the subway cafe which is a great little restaurant they actually have a marker as you step inside the front door of how high uh, and it's higher than the door at least up to the door um you know 
of, of that area of the city. Right. You know, six feet of water in that in that building. Incredible. And parts of um, parts of the the lake or pond, whatever you want to call it, at Wildwood Park was irreversibly changed. Yes. Yes. You're right. So, so that park is basically laid out the way it is today because of Agnes, because of Agnes. Yep. Yeah. You know, I've seen that uh, and they built some of that, uh, you know, man-made drainage stuff uh, yep. as a result of that. So that's interesting. Yeah. If you walk around that park, you can literally see the lasting impacts of, uh, of hurricane Agnes. So good point. Good point. So lots to look forward to as we head towards summer. Uh, I'm a warm weather guy, Ed, so I'm just excited for 80 and 90 degree days and, um that's my season so how about you yeah yeah excited to get outside i'm excited to get out and enjoy a warm day of weather and then not having to wait again for another 10 days for the next one to come along you know Just for a weather it. guy you sure complain about the weather a lot Jeez. yeah yeah well <laughs> I, I i'm human too i can also do that that's true no yeah. i to me you're superhuman but you know yeah, thank you you too uh all right. Well, thank you so much for listening, Ed. Great to catch up with you, my friend. Yeah, great to uh, catch up with you, Tom. You are listening to It's Raining Mets.